Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's how we do it. Nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer and Craig Carton on a fan. And, of course, worldwide on CBS Sports Network. Got a great show for you today. Good guy. Listen, listen, listen. The Mets won a series against the Chicago Cubs. That's the good news. The bad news, because it seems like with the Mets, there's always going to be something bad that goes along with the good. Matt Harvey can't get through four and now has the sensation of having a fatigued and dead arm. That ain't good. MRI today, I believe. The Yankees can't take uh, the series against the Angels. Had ample opportunity to do it, and they lose another one. Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy? Boy? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, especially after what happened with the uh, the New York Mets last night in terms of coming back and winning a game. Yeah, it's a big win. That they got off to a horrendous start with. And, of course, Matt Harvey's now got problems. As you said, he's going to go visit the doctor today. Don't be surprised to see him on the, the DL for I an extended period of time. I think you can guarantee it. And uh, there goes the six-man rotation. Uh, Neil Walker pulls a hamstring running yep. down to first base, and they're not going to bring up Ahmed Rosario. I wish they would. Um, <laughs> sooner or later, that kid's going to be up here. I, I just would that, like to see him. I don't get the ring like 350 at AAA. It's past that dopey deadline. Uh, the, the kid they're bringing up has been up here a couple times, but why wouldn't he's an infielder? Bring up the infielder you got. The people are excited to see. Well, maybe, maybe they will in a few weeks. I'm not sure, but they start a huge series against the Washington Nationals. Four games. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go uh, with the, Met, the Mets coming in, limping in. You got Cespedes got his problem. You got Walker's got his problem. He goes down. Looks like he is shot in the leg. He that goes down. I, that I've experienced. I know that. Yeah, I know you know that. And then, I happen against the Hebrew home. Same thing. I get it. He's on the DL for sure. Just lock it up. If, if, not, I don't want to, you know, get crazy. And I, the Mets can't lose four games to the Nationals. That's for sure. The nope. worst. The worst they can do right now is split with them. I would agree. Because that's the worst they can do. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, to be to be quite frank, I'd love to, for them to sweep, but that's not going to happen. We know that. Uh, if they could take three out of four, they did. Which I will is, say this: when they were at their at the time, we thought their lowest of lows. And they're going into that series against the Nationals where they were facing the prospect of being swept right against and they Scherzer. Did well. They did well, yeah. And they actually uh, did a good job. Here's, so. the, here's the thing now. You got your closer out, your number one starters out, your number three starters out, your uh, middle infield is out. Both of them. Oh, holy God. I mean, it's like it's ridiculous. It's like a walking mash unit. Right. And the hits just keep on coming. Um I don't know. They got they got to split the they got to split this series now. Tonight you got uh, who do you got? You got Gio Gonzalez against uh, Gizelman. Robert Gazelman. So that's a that, that's a, you have to steal it if you're going to win that one tonight. But they've, listen, they're playing better ball. They beat the Cubs, and this team is just I've never seen it. I mean, I thought last year was bad with some of the injuries, but you know full well Walker's going on the DL. You know full well as I do that Matt Harvey's going to go on the DL. Right. Um, and the Mets are a bit of a mash unit. And now, they're a bit facing, of a mash unit. and now they're facing a team where, you know, worst possible time, you're not healthy, they are, and what are you going to do? And you're right, you'd be blessed to take a two-game, a 2-2 split here. Blessed. The reality is that you start with maybe the worst of all your starting pitchers, or at least... Well, he's pitched know, all right. Consistent of your starting pitchers. Oh, I he's pitched all right. I don't and know Gonzalez if he's is five and one. You know? I don't know if he's cleaned his room up at all. I don't know if he's taking a shower at all. 
As we remember, you know, uh, Noah Syndergaard told us about his uh, his habits around the, around the apartment as they yes. room together. Now, there's other things cooking here today, boom. Well, I, I would just say this: but you got a big problem. You got you got a big problem with the Yankees now. Uh, Two game problem. losing streak. They can't come up with a big hit at the big spot. I don't <laughs> they know had if you saw it. Lead early I know you two, and I. You and I got done doing what we were doing yesterday at nine o'clock last night. So yep. I, I mean, you know, catching five innings of that game last night was not all that difficult. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, it's, you know, the, this is the Angels. This is a uh, 500 baseball team, and unfortunately for them, uh, now they're starting to deal with some issues. It looks like CC Sabathia is going to go on. It looks like he's out, out for, for maybe four weeks. They're saying uh, hamstrings, man, with the hamstring, and you know, listen, it's uh, that the hamstring's like the Achilles, right? Uh, every every team gets them. I don't know why these players get them. You know, especially this time of year, it's been beautiful out weather-wise. You think you wouldn't cramp up, etc. But everyone, Neil Walker gets it, Sabathia gets it. Sabathia's been terrific this year. And if you told me there was something else, a shoulder, an elbow, an arm, uh, his knees, which have been bad, maybe. But the hamstring, that's a huge loss for them, for the Yanks, because he's 7-2, and two, his ERA is 3.5, and, and he's been consistently great. Then you have last night, you know, again, I know a lot of you probably didn't step to see it, they get an early 4 nothing lead, and you got Pineda pitching. You're thinking, all right, lock it up, we're good to go. Eh, not good to go. Ample opportunity uh, to score a bunch more runs throughout the game, and they lose again seven to five. Uh, so the Angels take the series there. Meanwhile, while the Yankees try to figure things out on the road, and the Mets are obviously a match unit against the Nationals coming up for the next four. Major, major sports news. Major news. Uh, Mayweather McGregor. We told you yesterday was on like Donkey Kong. It's on. August 26th, the only thing that's not decided is if it's the T-Mobile Center or if it's going to be uh, MGM Grand. Showtime has it for pay-per-view. Right. And it will be a record-setting uh, pay-per-view event. It's got to be. I, it's got to be. Stupid. It's got to be a T-Mobile Center, right? Don't they want to get 20,000 people? It's not 100% done. How many it's, people? I, we went to that MGM Grand thing. How many people does that hold? Uh, MGM Grand, I mean, I'd have to check. Is that 10 grand? Maybe 12,000 12, people. That was the one that we were at, That's right? where we are. We were at the MGM Grand, right. Mayweather typically dictates where he fights, mm-hmm. and he likes to fight at MGM Grand. Now, there's a, a, a deal. Jim Jim Graham holds 17,000, Alice telling me. For boxing, was it 17? All right. Wow. Um, so, obviously, you get more in the T-Mobile Center, uh, but that's not done yet. Uh, he's a prohibitive favorite, Mayweather, is as expected. Um, but it's, it's a fight that makes no sense at all, and yet it's a fight that makes all the sense in the world because you're talking about Mayweather uh, looking to break the record. You have McGregor, who's a big mouth, great MMA fighter. Who's now going to try to box against a guy who hasn't, who's been retired, quote unquote? But when active, is the best boxer All right, in the sport. So this is going to be under boxing rules, one hundred percent boxing only. It's a only. major deal, it really is. I mean, obviously Floyd Mayweather can't get into a, uh, you know, no, a kickboxing. And event he's going to have to. Right. He's going to box because the one thing McGregor's going to do, he's going to he's going to be aggressive. That's what MMA fighters he's, do. He's going to walk gonna right into one. You think McGregor walks right into? Uh, there's a better chance of that happening than the opposite happening. But he, he, in his MMA career, he's shown an ability right. to knock guys out with a punch. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. Let's just say, how, is this going to be a, how many uh, rounds is this uh, going to be? I believe it's a 10-round fight. A 10-round fight, yeah. which is normal, normally would be a 12-round fight. It'll be 10. It'll be All 10. right, so a 10-round fight. Yep. Could you imagine? This goes, let's say, nine rounds, and McGregor somehow, some way, pops Mayweather and knocks him out. Uh, it changes everything. Then all of a sudden it becomes. It's uh, then uh, this, is, this is a risk. So uh, it looks it, like he's going to work. 
Mayweather's going to earn $175 million well, for this that's, fight. That's based on what they think the projected pay-per-view is going to be. Okay. They think it'll break every pay-per-view record in the history of sports pay-per-view. It probably will. Uh, the promotion machine now starts in earnest. Um, it's already started where you know, Mayweather and his dad don't get along. So McGregor's already done stuff with Mayweather's dad. Let me just tell you something. You know, uh, it's out of control. You know who uh, should get a lot of dough out of this, and he will, because he's really the impetus for this, would be McGregor. He's well, the guy McGregor's that got this. going to make $100 million. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he's the guy that yeah. basically has been spouting off over the last yeah. few years. He's the one that's gotten this whole thing to this point. Yep. And the good news for me and you is we have options now. Yeah. We can go to Vegas. And see the fight, or we can. Uh, since the governor offered me the uh, the mansion in uh, Drumthwacket, which apparently has become a big story now, there's actually online polls and on these New Jersey websites. Should the governor give Craig Carton and Boomer Esiason the mansion to have a party to watch the McGregor Mayweather fight? Can I stop at with the thousands che- of respondents already? Can I stop at the Cheesequake uh, service area? It's before nowhere I get to near it. So dr- no drum thacket, thwacket, drum thwacket. I mean, you guys are. We're having, guys, an, invi- they, we're having an invitation. We're having an invitation only party at drum thwacket. Yeah, I don't know. We are. It's. Uh, I'd rather do that than go to Vegas. I mean, go to Jersey in yeah. August. Come on. Have dude. you seen the mansion? Yeah, I've seen the match. Seen pictures yeah. of it. It's pretty Me, sweet. Me, you, and seventy-five of our closest, you know, friends. Hello. With, with music and fights and hors d'oeuvres. Are you going to be uh, spinning for us? Uh, well, there's an issue about I got to get to some neighborhood folks to agree to have outside music, but I'll be DJing for sure. Oh, there's no way the neighborhood Trust folks are going to allow that. They're to all going to be invited. We're going to shut down the road. Shut it down. Anyway, that's the governor. See, that's what I'm talking about. The that, governor. That sounds like somebody I want to party with. That sounds like a guy that is ready to get out of office and be in a radio talk show. <laughs> that sounds like. Uh, yes. Now, that's so Mayweather McGregor's on. And if you have an interest in that, we'd love to talk about that because it, it will become the biggest spectacle of the year. And although, what is it, August 26th, a week after our big party uh, at uh, Borgata, it is the event now of the year pre-football. Pre, uh, There's something else going on and. Uh, it's a, it's it's one of those things where I want to talk about it, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, and at the same time, there's a, it's yeah yeah you ever have an argument? It could be with a wife, a loved one, a buddy, or whatever it is, a teammate, and you know how the argument's going to go. You're not going to change your opinion. He or she's not going to change their opinion. But you can't help yourself, so you have the argument. When you're done having the argument, you go you know, your separate ways and. It is what it is. No one's changed your uh, opinion on anything that you argued about, right? Right. Is that So we've been in that place before? I think most people have been we've there, We've all yeah. seen that before? Oh, yeah. Now, for some reason, this is a story that goes all the way back to 2011. And it, it's rearing its head now. And for, for really for no reason, but it, I think it's a, a, an important topic to get into. Okay. And one that I find very interesting. Now... Back in 2011, all right? Yeah. On an episode of Real Sports with Brian Gumbel, all right? Where my friend Frank DeFord worked. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, and I've been Uh, on that show. uh, Good show, highly rated show, and a highly, uh, I would say, a show that's won a lot of awards. Yeah, no, it's been, listen, I'd say you want about Brian Gumbel, that show's been great. Yeah, And had a long, long, long run on HBO. So back in 2011, on Real Sports with Brian Gumbel, Brian Gumble, this is the, during a, an NBA lockout, said the lockout could be avoided um, 
and could have uh, gone a different direction. But the reason there was a lockout was because uh, was the, the lockout ended in spite of David Stern, not because of him. All right? Okay. And then he went on to call David Stern, this is going back to 2011, a plantation overseer. All right? And that was a big deal back then in 2011. I don't know if you remember talking about it, but it was a big deal. That has now come full circle because David Stern, who left the uh, NBA in 2014, um, still remembers those words and is still offended by it. And it came up again in light of the LeBron James situation with uh, the alleged graffiti on the, uh, the, the fence. And based on where things are now... In regards to the NBA with David Silver. Now, this Adam is not, Silver. Adam Silver. This is not a new story by a long shot. Is this a new report or an old report? This is an old report. That's, it's coming, a very, it's, that's coming back to be a new report. It's coming back to be a new report because David Stern brought it back up again. That he remembered those words and how offended he was by those words. Because as he said, I've done more for people of color than Brian Gumbel's ever done. And it brought, for some reason I had a guttural reaction to it. When I saw it, and I remember the story from five years, six years ago, because I'm trying to figure out what the disconnect is between the way I see things and the way a lot of other people see things, white or black, irrelevant to me, who the commentator is. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're an NBA basketball player and you're gifted with the ability to play NBA basketball, and for that matter, Major League Baseball, NFL football, NHL hockey, or any professional sport in which you do make more money than the average person your age makes in virtually any field they could be in, right? Right. I'm trying to figure out, outside of life's normal problems, mm-hmm. kids, marriage, you know, things of that nature, taxes, taxes yeah, yeah. you know, traffic, right. whatever it might be that bothers all of us. What's so? How are you being mistreated? I don't know. What's the disconnect where you're angry? I don't. I don't know, man. And I don't, I don't care if you're white, black, uh, Hispanic, or any well, other I mean, nationality. In this case, but in this case, I can understand why David Stern would have. T- and I remember talking about it. I remember saying, you know, David Stern works for the NBA owners. Roger Goodell works for the NFL owners. Gary Bettman own, uh, works for the, uh, you know, the owners of the NHL. Same thing with Rob Manfred and the owners of Major League Baseball. All they are is the mouthpiece for the owners. They're doing what the owners want them to do. And, and, and one of the most important aspects of trying to do what the owners want is to control costs. Right. Especially long-term costs. You know, you want to have some cost certainty when you're in these businesses, especially when you're playing guys like LeBron James, $35 million a year. Right. You want, you know, and I, I don't know if there is a guy that David Stern, who is, uh, and I remember arguing, not a arguing, but just discussing this. He basically took Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and said, you guys are the stars. We're promoting you. We want to give you the opportunity to get our fans back in our building supporting our product. Because before they got into the league, the league was really declining. Yeah, big time. So he was the one. And I remember interviewing him when I had my MSG show, talking about that thought process and, and how dangerous that was when you think about it. In relation to the owners of NBA basketball and what that was going to do to the overriding cost, the biggest cost, and that was going to be player salaries. Right. But he said, look, man, I I understood what we had to do. We had to promote our players. And in order to promote our players, I had to put them front and center, essentially in front of their jerseys. 
you know, without their jerseys on. It was about their personalities. Right. And, you know, David Stern's re- commentary now in this latest interview about he's done more for people of color. I would tell you he's just, at the end of the day, he's done nothing but great things for the NBA players. Adam Silver has picked up that torch and moved forward. And I would say that the NBA commissioner should be lauded for everything that they've done for the players yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so stupid. But I don't know. It always comes. We always go to race for some reason. And uh, and I, I hate bringing it up, but I'm not. I'm not afraid of the topic. And we should be discussed from time to time. And David Stern's right. Brian Gumbel is an idiot. Well, for I mean, what he said regard, back then. In that regard. And yes. the fact that he, it's still on his mind all these years later. You know, I always think of this with uh, Howard Cosell. Now, listen, I was young. I never met Howard Cursell. Uh, but I, Howard Cursell, for a lot of kids like me growing up, you know, it was an event of Howard Cursell was doing it. You obviously had met him, and you played with him broadcasting yes, your games. Yeah, yeah. And as you've described, a Monday night football as a player, Cursell was bigger, larger than life. That's right. He was a star. You guys weren't no. when he did a game, right? Yes. And I always, I always remember Howard Cursell, you know, when he got in trouble uh, for the way he described Alvin Garrett from the Washington Redskins. Um, and was labeled a racist for what he said. And uh, Alvin Garrett was running down the field, and Howard Cursell said, little, look at that little monkey run. And it was uh, the end of the world for Howard Cursell. And despite all the people that came out and said, he describes his grandkids the same way, there's not a racist bone in that guy's body. And everyone all of a sudden forgot Howard Cursell's relationship with Muhammad Ali and his support of Muhammad Ali during that time when no one supported Ali, right? Right. And he lost his job because of it. You know what? It's attack, 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 yeah, attack. And, I'm trying know, to and, that, think, and that was actually the beginning of it. I almost say the beginning of that it. That Jimmy the Greek. Yep. Uh, drunk in a Washington restaurant, talked about breeding and this and that nonsense. Uh, and it, it's gotten worse since then. And it, bring, it brought me back to the LeBron stuff. You know, in his comments after what we thought was uh, a real case of, uh, of racism and uh, your graffiti being painted across the fence on his driveway, of which is absolutely no proof of ever happening. We don't know if there's any investigation into it. There's no video of it or anything else. And for some reason, reading the David Stern stuff struck a chord with me again where, you know, we have it really good, you and I, sitting here getting paid to talk about sports. And the guys we talk about have it really, really good. You live both lives. You've always had it really, really good in that regard. Doesn't mean you don't earn it. Doesn't mean you ever worked hard for it and everything that comes your way. But we have it really good. So I'm trying to figure out what's everyone bitching about. Well, I just don't. I honestly don't get it. Like you want to, as a fan. We're going to bitch today, as we should, about the Yankees losing to the Angels, about Matt Harvey having a dead arm and maybe going on the MRI, about Neil Walker pulling a hamstring, about all of the things that are important to us as fans from what takes place on the field of play, right? That's right. And that's our passion. Sports is a public trust. We're pissed at the Wilpons. We get pissed at the Rangers or a goaltender for letting up a goal. Or we get pissed at a football team for you know, getting rid of $60 million in salary and not having a quarterback. We get mad at a wide receiver for not being mature enough to be the best he can be. And that's our right. But what are we bitching about on the other side? Well, it's an easy, you know, go-to place to, to, to get your whatever's on your on your chest to get to get it off. But I I'd always say this, you know, the great thing about sports, especially playing in it, uh, and I was on a team that I would say, probably say it was 65, maybe 60% uh, African-American players. Yep. Uh, and I'll never forget, Sam, I used to say, guys, in this room there's only a couple of colors, and those colors are black and orange. You know, we are the Cincinnati Bengals. We are a family. We are a team. 
doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter if you come from the deep uh, parts of Oklahoma or Texas or Long Island or Michigan or Washington or California. We're at one team. And what will ultimately determine whether or not you make this team is what you do on the field and whether or not it can help our team. I, I, I don't have a, you know, he goes, I don't have a set roster. I kind of think I know who's going to be on this team, but you got to earn it out here in, in training camp. Right. No matter where you no, come nothing from, is, no matter nothing who Nothing is given to you in, in sports. I mean, and I, and I think that most people who play sports, and even even those who play, you know, weekend warrior softball yeah. or, or whatever are part of the team, recognize you're out there competing. And, you know, when you're competing at the highest of levels, like the LeBron Jameses of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you are a part of a family. Black, white, Asian, Tongan, whatever it is. You are a part of a family, and the players don't see race when they're all dressed. When they're in their uniforms, they're out there. I don't think anybody even thinks that way. Right. It's only the minutiae outside that the players are now being asked to respond to. And ESPN was one of those four, you know, at the forefront of, you know, being politically active. Right. How are the ratings doing? Right. Brutal. I mean, terrible. They're in the toilet. There's not a single show on that network that, you know, people really watch in any earnest or look forward to. You know, the best part about sports, really, honestly, in the locker room is that you actually get to know people. You get to know who they are, what they are, where they're from, what their background is, what their situations are. Yep. And, you know, they become your friends, and they become your friends for life. And it doesn't really matter what color they are. No, listen, it's, I don't know, it just bothered me when I read the David Stern thing again, the fact that he even commented on it when asked. And he was interviewed about it. He didn't just out of the blue bring it up. So we got that for you. And uh, listen, the baseball, huge, huge next four days for both the Yankees and for the uh, Mets. The Yankees have Montgomery tonight against Sonny Gray and the Oakland A's. That's, of course, late. And Gio Gonzalez takes on Gzelman for the Mets, who now feel pretty good. Pretty good, although another injury and another injury. But as far as winning ball games, if you're a Met fan, this if they somehow pulled out this series, this would be the turning point of the season. But we have plenty of time to get into that. So you're a diehard Jet fan. And when you heard that they were releasing David Harris. I was pissed. You were pissed, but how did you, I mean, how did, were you disappointed that you didn't get a chance to see David Harris walk away from his team on his own accord? Or? Uh, I, I didn't like the way they handled it, and I view David Harris as a Ring of Honor jet. Okay, so uh, the, the New York Rangers yesterday bought out Dan Girardi. And Dan Girardi has been around the same amount of time as David Harris, so right. essentially maybe one year longer. All right. Dan Girardi very rarely ever missed a game for the New York Rangers. Dan Girardi was one of the shot-blocking phenoms that John Tortorella wanted to have in front of Henrik Lundqvist. And yesterday they bought out his contract. I know it doesn't mean a lot to you, but for Ranger fans, it really is the signaling, the start of the end of a real era of a, of a group of guys that stood up and gave us a lot of joy, a lot of frustration. But at the end of the day, a guy who was really uh, proud to wear his jersey, and I think for the most part, fans appreciated what he was for the Rangers. So well, they bought him out yesterday, right? Which will basically take his salary cap number, cut it in half, okay, and but spread it, it right? and spread it over six years. So he had three years left at about a five and I guess five and change, five million and change, uh, you know, per year. So about fifteen million. So what they do is they they buy the contract out and they cut the contract in half, and then they'll carry a cap charge for six years of half what they would do this year. So it gives them a little short-term relief, right. but you do still have to carry some of that number on your cap. Now, the reason I bring that up is because as you were disappointed as a Jet fan, you know, I heard this yesterday. I thought it was going to be a reality anyway, and it does come an end to a, what I thought was a really a, a terrific player, an undrafted player that ended up becoming one of the, uh, the, the backbones and the foundation of the team. Now, I was reading in the paper today, and, and finally they wrote it. I, I brought it up to you two weeks ago. Yeah. 
What was the other thing that I told you that the Knicks could do with Carmelo Anthony if they you, wanted to? They could to? wave him, and by waving him, there's uh, there's this little used uh, rule in the NBA. When you uh, when you wave a player who's under contract, he's got two years and like 56 million bucks to go, you can actually do a very similar thing. They call it a stretch clause. You can stretch out the money over the course of uh, five years. So uh, he would cost you $10 million against your cap every year for the next five years, giving you cap relief to get players this year. Uh, the negative part of that is that years three, four, and five, while he's playing for someone else, if he's playing, uh, he's got ten million against your cap. Well, the other thing, money. the other the other thing too, obviously, that the, for some reason the Knicks are worried about, and I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, I guess they would not get anything in return for him compensation. Now we all think that he's worth something, right? But the problem is, is that if he moves to another team, his salary now escalates because you know David Stern and Adam Silver do such a crappy job for the players. Goes from what it is, what a twenty-five million to up to thirty million, right? Because that's the kicker. That's a part of a trade for a player like Carmelo, which well, is really we'll I mean, get into you know. uh, all of it. It's Boomer and Carton mornings from six to ten on the Fan. Okay, I don't know how you do that, but if, <laughs> if, is that all right with you or no? <laughs> yes. All right, so there you go. So you're in. Uh, Al, are you in? I'm in hundred percent. I'm officially one hundred percent in. It's a New Jersey event. It's an event of a lifetime. I'm very interested in the fight. I am. In. In. Uh, Adi Scazzari, are you in? I can't commit 100%. I got a situation that might need uh, you pro- protesting the environment again exactly. or something? Exactly. That's correct. Nice. Walking he against the want to be seen, you know, with a Republican governor, you know, partying it up like it's... Well, he's not going to be there. The governor won't he's going to be, be in Delaware. Oh, he's giving oh. me the house. Oh, he's giving you the house. Yeah, he's got some reunion over at uh, Delaware where he went to college. Oh, yeah. He's a fighting blue hen or something like that. Uh, Boomer, are you in? I know you're in. I don't have to ask you. I know you're in. It's party time. Boomer's party. Boomer's party man. In Jersey in August. I don't know about that. No. At the governor's, you're in. It's Done. A quick flight. Don't worry. Right. Is it in Trenton? It's in Princeton. And you, yeah, oh, you can. Uh, wow, they have a helicopter pad. Right, I'm you can sure. land right on the property. You want to land? Uh, I have to. I don't know that. You want to land there? Maybe could probably be worked out. We can talk to uh, yeah, baby. State troopers. Yeah, make, baby. Make, we'll make something happen for you. All right, so that's it. It's official. August 26th, it's going to be, uh, I'm only allowed to bring 75 people, and it's invite only, and um, I'll probably, I'll invite like f- as many fans or listeners of the show as I can. What now? Wait, wait. <laughs> I got to invite some. I got to open up the doors a little bit to the to the peoples. That's why I wouldn't post to the people. It is here. the people's who's, house, right? Who's going to be in charge of that ticket taking? I'm in charge of the oh, entire Jesus. thing. All right. So you're going to stand out there like an usher? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, there's a you're going to be a list, and there's going to be security at the front door. You have to have uh, you know the golden ticket uh, to get in, and it's only 75 people. Got it. The 76 person was invited. They're not and, getting in. And you can sell tickets, so you know, and then give the money to the state. No, so I'm people not stop selling tickets. I'm not pulling a mic. I'm not. We're not charging people. <laughs> what does the state need to money for? Just raise us. gas taxes. All right. Good you understand? Point. But this has apparently become a very big deal. In uh, New Jersey. Mm. Very big deal. Very big deal. I'm not kidding. No, I saw the articles. I know. I'm well aware. Yeah, so? <laughs> so what? People all I think, fired up, man. I'm telling I, you. So here's, here's the... It's too funny. They're having their polls now. I swear that the governor should allow me to do this. And they actually have to have a, uh, a governor's spokesperson had to come out. I saw that. And say, um, listen... He can have anyone he wants at the mansion. Shut your face. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. So there you go. So I'm very excited about it. All right. All right. And we're going to have a big party. And the only thing I disagree with the governor on that I've, I've won the argument on is that I will be DJing the party. 
There will be music. I, There'll be hors d'oeuvres. There'll be uh, your food, barbecue. I mean, security is going to be there. No, no. The security at that point, since I, it's my mansion, well, uh, works for me. He was pretty stern on the no DJing part that it is in a neighborhood. Yeah, no. But it's a, have you ever seen this house? Have you seen how big this house is? Yes, I have. I yeah. actually did yesterday. Yes. Yeah, it's huge. No problem. The neighbors won't hear nothing. Don't worry. Uh, the neighbor and neighbor, the neighbors will be invited. They're add-ons. They're seventy-five plus neighbors. <laughs> Jerry's got an update. Yankees lose, Mets win, but do they lose by winning? We'll explain now. All right, we are brought to you by Bruni and Campisi Air Conditioning. Keep cool and visit BruniandCampisi.com. We'll start with the Yankees. They finished a few hours ago, as you know, and uh, the big jolt here by Andrelton Simmons. And it's oh, a high oh, fly oh, to oh, left. Gardner going back on the truck oh. at the wall. She's gone. Did you see the swing on this? It's a two-run home run. Did you guys see the yes, swing on this? Yes, he's falling down. Yes, yes I mean, he they're claiming the balls are juice now in baseball. I, I agree, because something is story? up. They're claiming, and you look at that home run again last night, which is what you're well, alluding they, to. There's a report out there I read today, it actually came out yesterday, that the baseballs right now have been doctored they like they quote-unquote doing the live ball era. That something's going on with the balls. You've got Aaron Judge has 22 well, Aaron home Judge runs. Aaron Judge is hitting them naturally. You've got, that's fine. Well, he's doing it naturally. Well, it's not him. Per, the, the runs per game are the highest they've ever uh, the been since runs. 2009. You see how many guys not only have a lot of home runs, but multiple home run games. Right. It's really ridiculous. Even, you know, I know we don't cover him, but I'm sure in L.A. they're going gaga over Cody Bellinger like we are Judge. He's got 17 home runs in 45 games. But the, the games that teams are averaging almost 4.7 runs per game per team this year. So, like I said, that's more runs on average uh, since 2009. So, man, there's something going on. They uh, they claim that there was uh, testing done that suggested baseball has been. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know I don't how know you, do you guys. It. it makes it a lot of fun though. Listen, it's a what, home it's run what ball we is love. Fun. Yeah, no doubt. Right? I mean, even it's uh, what we love. Even the the. Did you guys see the Schwarber home run last Schwarber. night? Schwarber, Schwarber bomb. Yeah, bomb. Right now, you see where it landed? Yeah, it went over oh, the, the bridge. Shea over Shea Bridge. Yeah, you know what? Because that's what Schwarber does when Schwarber wants to. How about your boy Granderson and Duda though? Yeah, but those look like just about. line drive home runs. Schwarber looked like he was going to hit it out of City Field. They're on a pace right now to break Jerry, the all-time record by 350. Here it is. If you didn't see this, I mean, and That was ridiculous. God. a bomb. But let me just tell you something, Jerry. Yeah. It still counts only as one run. That's right. Like a dunk. I, and a, you know, like when I used that to was play a two-run home If you hit the ball really high, you'd get like right, two Right, but runs. in that case, there was a guy on base. I see. So, so that yeah, counts as that's two. That's two. Yeah. There you go. In any event, yeah, we Matt love Harvey's it. Matt throwing up gopher balls. I'll say this. If they have juiced the ball, good for them. Smart move. It makes baseball more if interesting. Matt Harvey's arm is dead. Yeah. How does a batter hit a ball out over Shea Field? Shea Bridge. I Shea agree. Bridge. I mean, Shea Bridge. Exit velo. That's what I'm saying. But don't you have to have some <laughs> incoming velo to be able to have you some? Need, well, he's still you know, throwing 90 miles an hour. Well, yeah. what's funny was last night there were a lot of times they would see 87, 88 on the gun, and Gary's like, "Well, oh, off-speed pitch. And we find out today, fastball. no, that was his fastball. Yeah, the single, really the single greatest uh, fastball that was called an off-speed pitch came from the arm of that total uh, lunatic, Mitch Williams, when uh, they thought he threw a slider to Joe Carter in the World Series in 1993, and Mitch Williams said, no, that was my fastball. Mm. <laughs> it's like 83 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, anyway, so the Angels beat the Yankees 7-5. We played the Simmons two-run homer. You also had uh, 
uh, I don't want to say controversial, but Cole Calhoun catches a ball. I think it was That's Aaron Hicks that hit it. That's a great baseball name, by the way. Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun. I agree. He, or like a Wild Wild West. Hey, you hear who's coming into town? The Cole, Cole Calhoun. Calhoun. <laughs> I like oh, that better. Oh, no. Hide the women and children. Cole Calhoun's in town. Cole so Calhoun. It gang. looks like he makes this catch up against the wall, but yeah, replay bang. would show that the ball hits the wall and then kind of falls into his glove. Uh, so the Yankees get another shot. They give him a double, and then your guy Aaron Judge comes up. And, uh, well, he grounds out to end the game. So 7-5 was the final. Can I, ask your I question? finally thought it was a I, catch. I didn't know this, but did, did did Joe Girardi initiate the replay? He had to, right? Yeah, he did. I would certainly think so. No, he so. did, yeah. But I thought it was a catch. But how, like, in other words, like, who It's close. Is, I well, mean, but I mean, watch is, it again. The ball goes into the tip of his there, glove, but it goes in. It doesn't, I, what I'm it doesn't saying, look like it caroons. But it hits the wall first. I, know, I didn't what think I'm, it what did. I'm saying, what I'm saying is yeah. that good for Joe Girardi and the Yankees for – Asking for a replay. I don't know. I, I just saw the replay. I did not see the game. But in what, like when you see that replay. Well, good like, for whoever's watching the video for saying. the that's Yankees. That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think, again, it's, it's not up for debate because the decision was made. I thought it was a bad call, actually. No, the ball hit, I don't the, know. Ball hits no, the wall. It's really close. I will from say that this. angle, you can't tell. You, They'll show you another angle. That you could, it's first. really close. When you see the other angle, you'll clearly see the uh, ball hit the uh, the wall and and bounce right. back into. Listen, the, the Yankees lost. Say they had a four nothing lead. They Pineda blew it over the course of a couple innings, and they had well, ample opportunity. They really had ample opportunity and, to uh, to 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 score ten more runs and didn't. And your boy Eric Young. I mean, my God, an RBI single he throws. And by the way, your guy, if this was the Mets. And whoever the Met third base coach is, if he would have sent whoever, well, Judge, you mean? Yes, he so, was thrown out by eight feet, and hey, what's his name? Young bobbled the ball. Well, here's the problem: they have the the scouting report on the Angels outfield is that they suck. Yeah, well, not uh, throwing this week. the ball. Now, here's where you're right: Judge is on third base. Not even Judge is about five feet in front of third base when Young first gets the ball. Now, Judge's speed is good enough, and Young's arm is bad enough, where it was still a bang-bang play, you know? Uh, he had to make a good tag. He had to make a sweep tag on him. He's not, that's not bang-bang. He's, he's oh, out by, no, That's a great slide and a great run by Judge. He's not even close best to player being in safe. baseball. I can't argue with you at had this point. Had a chance point. to win it again last night. And couldn't had a chance to, uh, to make, get a big gr- hit again. He could have been a hero, and, well, he wasn't. Can't do it all the time, Jerry. How's that going? Uh, he did also have a line drive that Young caught yeah, that would have which, scored a run on a dive. So uh, Eric Young had himself a good series. Yankees lose. There's still 13 games over 500, so back they are. off. Yeah, their lead's only two, though, on the Red Sox, oh, who did win last hot. night. I'm just oh, saying. Here we go. Mookie bets at two home runs. Red Sox over the Phillies last night, 7-3. to three. And uh, finally, the Orioles found themselves. They beat uh, the White Sox 10-6, snapped that six-game losing streak. As for the Mets, the 9-4 win, uh, that's the good. They came back from 4-1 down. The bad is and are the injuries. Here is Terry Collins uh, with Matt Harvey. He goes just four innings and had to come out. He was, well, he had issues. Matt's arm is fatigued. And that's a problem. Here is Harvey. He knows it's not good. My arm was just not working. Now, you talk about finding your mechanics. The arm's not working. says so the ball's not coming out right, and I guess it's a fee. I don't know. And then also you had Neil Walker, who's trying to leg out uh, a ground ball, and, well, that wasn't good. I'm concerned. Until I hear the doctor's report, though, I until we have it looked at tomorrow, I, I mean, I got nothing, but I saw the same thing you did, and it looked... Uh, Looked like it was pretty painful. Yeah, and yet, they're, and yet, they're, what's the name of the kid they're bringing back up again? I believe they're bringing up Gavin Shakini. They're bringing up Gavin uh, Shakini, who's been here before, and they're not bringing Rosario. No, in. and I, I, you I know, don't understand. I, so has Sandy oh, Alderson talked oh. about that at all? 
I don't know at if he all? spoke after the game last night. I haven't I, seen all like Red fans, I say this. Med fans on this one topic deserve an answer on that. All right, really so here's I one agree I with tell you. you. You're not going to hear Sandy Olsen talking about injuries. Don't you remember two weeks ago they said, okay, that's enough with the injury talk. No, well, Terry, Terry Collins won't I mean, talk Terry about Collins, it. Terry Collins, not Sandy. Yeah, Terry Collins. Yes. Where's Sandy Olsen? Listen, I think on this one topic because you know people are begging for him and want to see him, and now you have the obvious opportunity to bring him up. Why isn't he coming up? Right? Right or right? That's right. I'm right. I'm right. I'm and right. by the way, give uh, give Stephen Matz a lot of credit too because they had such a short bench that he was a pinch hitter in the fourth inning with the bases loaded and one out. So that's what the Mets are dealing with right now. And he, by the Giselle way, Giselle went in there and ran for RBI. Cespedes after Cespedes had the pinch Correct. hit. Correct, exactly. So this is what they're dealing. And Matt's had an RBI infield single. Do you, at uh, any so point, do you feel for Terry Collins? I like, do. At any yeah, point, I absolutely do. do. I'm watching him try to figure, navigate through a game last night. He, I mean, he's he's got his pen and the thing. Where are my players? Yeah. Hey, say what you want. They won nine to four. They scored nine runs. Yes. They came back from a four what four one deficit. Yes. I mean, I don't. I, right. Look, Rizzo hits a home run on the first pitch. I know the the players. <laughs> Come I, on. I think the players like Terry. I think they play hard for him. I think he protects them. You know, publicly. Yeah, so, he does. And um, it's not his fault that all these guys are going down. Matt Harvey. Oh, God, Jesus. it's unbelievable. And then Hap, by the way, the second batter, hit the home run. I mean, you would have thought that that <laughs> game was over. over. Uh, Al said before, it's for you thinking the game's over at 4-1. But good for them. They came back and they won. By the way, most people turn the game off at 4-1. I hung that. tough. Did you? I did. I think most people are. Right, there you go with that one. I got now. I gotta let me actually reintroduce myself to my family. Would have been hard you to know. argue with that. Let me uh, watch The Bachelor. Oh, that's not on that anymore either. Al's so upset with himself right now. There's like a sex scandal in The Bachelor. He's very upset about it. It's so actually the, Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. which is a kind of a gaze version oh, of Bachelor. Not the same. It's the is same. it a spinoff? You know, you know it's what a it spin-off. is though? It is kind of like part and parcel. Of what's going on in society? Right. Here we go. I mean. Am I right or no? I mean, you're saying it's you mean a, self-responsibility and all that stuff? I'm just talking about well, she, the, the, the whole controversy between the guy and the... That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. the whole thing that's going on out there, and it's just reflecting itself in a reality-based TV show. So, yeah. what, I mean, does it surprise anybody? Come I'm on. just glad no one's claimed racism yet. It that's is. good. Would you claim, Boomer, that that's a microcosm of America? Uh, we have a rule on the show, and you know the rule. You can't use the word if you can't spell it. So I'd like you to spell mm, microcosm. Go. I'm going to go micro, I know, M-I-C-R-O. Mm-hmm. Cosm. Cosm? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go C-A-S-M. Eddie? Hello? I would think that's wrong. No. I wasn't paying attention. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> you, can no, you can no longer use the uh, term microcosm on the show. That's not how you spell it. You spelled it. it incorrectly. Sorry. Oh, I'm incorrect. It was yes. a, it's a C-O-S-M at the end. So you're out. I'm so out. let's apologize to the audience for using a word you can't spell. I apologize. No, it's you're my welcome. mistake. Any but else but I do agree with it, but... Uh, Oh, I do agree with you. It is a microcosm. Cosm. What else, Jerry? Uh, we can play the David Stern stuff coming up throughout the morning. You guys mentioned the Floyd Mayweather-Conor McGregor fight. We know August 26th, and the U.S. Open begins, and you mentioned Dan Girardi being bought out by the Rangers. Do you Dan have Girardi, the David yes. Stern? Uh, I do. Give me one quote from David Stern uh, about the, the quote-unquote idiot. Yeah, the direct question uh, was your thoughts of Brian Gumble calling you a modern plantation overseer. This was the it was a two hour podcast with Nuno Damasio back in March. Here was his quick answer. My reaction was that Brian Gumble is an idiot. Love it. So that's well the quick played, one. Sarah. I have three or four more well clips we'll play. Again, that's it's a story from 2011. Came back up now because he was uh, asked the, the question. And it's it. by the way, if you're doing a full interview with David Stern for two hours, right. That's part of the and story. How about him sitting there for two question. hours for a podcast? Yeah, I actually have two podcasts. I know everyone has a podcast. I have two of them. Oh, Jesus. I, I do if two. I asked him about fixing the lottery for the Knicks so we could get you in. 
I don't know if that was brought up. I asked him that once in an interview in front of, uh, there was a, a, a company had an event, and I did one-on-one with David Stern and asked him that question. How'd that and go? he looked at me quizzically like, are you really asking me that in front of people? <laughs> I go, that's right. Was it cold or did you flip the corner? Which one were you responsible for? <laughs> we just want to thank you for getting Ewing. And he looked at me in the eyes and he goes, Craig, next question. Oh, look at that. See, now we're going to send you to go interview Putin. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. You know, it's been four years since we did anything. And I'll tell you, we got lucky. Yesterday was an unbelievably nice day. So, so we did four different uh, themes. Right. So the first one, uh, we reenacted the Rocky Balboa Apollo Creed uh, beach scene in Rocky Three, in which Rocky finally outruns Apollo Creed, and then they have the very awkward man hug, and they're in there frolicking in the ocean. And they had us dressed up in, um, well, frankly, ill-fitting, you know, uh, clothes, tank top, short shorts, you know, big socks, just like Rocky and Apollo are in. And we're running down the beach, you know, 30 times. That was awesome. And then I get thrown into the water somehow. That worked out. Then we did the um, Ralph Macchio crane kick mm-hmm. bit, which uh, was interesting because Boomer played the role of Ralph Macchio, and I was Mr. Miyagi, yes. right? Then we reenacted White Men Can't Jump, mm-hmm. all right, in which I was uh, uh, Woody Harrelson and Boomer was uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes, and then we reenacted uh, the scene from uh, Field of Dreams, If You Build It, They Will Come. Now, that was at Island Park. We're down at Shell Which Creek Park gorgeous, down there. That was, was awesome down there. Did you know what's amazing? As you were driving through there, remember I was telling you, after Hurricane Sandy hit that part of Long Island, I mean, it was just Wiped it devastation. Out. Yeah. Total devastation. And really, you know, here we are many years later. You go through there, and it looks like a lot of people at least got their act back together. It's and beautiful. It's beautiful down there. Now, we were at Atlantic Beach, what, Catalina, Catalina Beach, Club. Beach Club. Right, it was nice, too, man. You know, we caught a break because it was raining yesterday morning. Right. That thing could have had a 1,000. That beach could have had a 1,000 people on it. No, it was great. But there's only about 30 people on it, which made it uh, a little bit more comfortable for me and you to run around in those clothes. Especially with people uh, filming us and uh, taking pictures and whatnot. 1982, short shorts and a I noticed this, Socks, though. At uh, Island Park, I mean, that would be the great... I mean, I thought the place was beautiful. Um, I guess we they must have rented the field because there's no one playing softball last right, night. Yeah. That's where we should have a softball game. That place was awesome. Yeah, it's Like a Saturday special. afternoon at 4 o'clock, you packed that place. Uh, you know? That's Long Island. Say again? Long Island. Yeah. And listen, Al's out. And now we'll go to Garbina's right after it. No, Saturday at 4 o'clock, next summer... That's what we should do. That place is beautiful. You know? It's an awesome place. Yes. Literally, you're flat with the water. There's probably a mosquito problem, I imagine. But outside of that. So you're both committing to being here next summer? My con- I'll tell you right now, my contract expires, uh, I think, August 10th next year. So I'll be here for the summer up until August 10th, as of this moment in time. No more FAN. Uh, I'm no not. More. I'm not saying that, but no yeah, I, my contract has 14 months to go on it. Boomers, uh, he doesn't speak to me about that. He's either got longer or shorter here. I know we ain't got the same. I don't discuss my contract with anybody. I never said you should. But I'm just tell. I'm being. Uh, it's my contract. It's not your contract. I didn't ask you. I just said I don't know when yours ends. No more. I know FAM. it doesn't end the same time as mine. It either ends earlier yeah. or later. Well, no more FAM. But mine no more ends FAM. in no. August of next year. All right. Al, nice work. No more FAN. It was nice working with you too. Yeah. Do we do a twelve month like goodbye? Uh, <laughs> it was great. It was great doing the promos with you and everything. 
Great. Was that awesome? Remember the time? Yeah, we'll do a lot remember, of that. Yeah, we'll hey, remember, remember the, the time? time? we did this? Remember so that long song where we Remember you picked up Jesse Decker? No more FN. You think CBS Sports Network was aware that? You think they would have invested in yesterday had they known that? No more FN. There's only a year left on the deal? I don't know. I still think they would have. Because wherever I wind up, I think they'll want me on the network. So it's like they've, they've invested in their future. Is what that's yeah, all they that's did. exactly what they've done. Yeah, that's what they did. Here's uh, Brian on the fan, Boomerang Carton. Brian, good morning. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hey, Boomer. I want to talk to you about Rosario here. I mean, this is the perfect time. Yes, it is. With Cabrera on the DL, you bring the kid up and you give him a chance. And if he doesn't... If he, if he fails a little bit, you send him down for more seasons. They did it with Conforto. It turned it worked out the next year, didn't it? Yeah, but now you're bringing up Casino, who's hitting 249 at the AAA. Let me ask you a question, Brian, because I know you watch this a lot closer than me and Boomer. Uh, why? Yeah, Casino's been up here before. Uh, in for the life of you, now that Walker went down also last night with a hammy problem, can you figure out at all why the Mets would not bring Rosario up right now? There's no reason at all. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's batting 350. Yeah, well, he's down to 333, but he still has seven home runs and 43 RBIs. Yeah, I don't. It, I've not seen the kid play yet, but we all know who he is. Well, Met fans and, want to see him. That's that's all I can tell you. Met and, fans want him up here. Well, you know, Cacino has throwing problems too. He's not a great fielder. Well, you know, he's going to fit in perfectly then. So it's all right. So he's batting 240. Know, he can't throw the ball. Hey, Brian, I really don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is that this is a very, very, very important weekend for the New York Mets. They cannot get swept by the Nationals. Okay, buddy. Thanks. All right, Brian. We'll you'd be bro. good now. Brian's like our minor league roving this, this, reporter. This could be like, I mean, this could be like the beginning of the end for the Mets if they don't if they don't split this series. No, it would be at, the at beginning minimum, of the end. At minimum. I mean, if they go one and seven, two and six, it's I mean over the next eight games, put yeah. the nail in the coffin at that point. And you know, the Mets at that point they'll bring Rosario up and they'll be surprised why. How come people aren't rushing to the ballpark to see him? Because he waited too long. This is the series. Bring him right now. Put him right in the mix. Yeah, you know, what's the worst that happens? Nothing. Well, <laughs> like, there's no negative at all. The only negative would be that he's not ready. Hey, uh, will you call Ed Coleman up? He still covers the Mets for us, Eddie? Yes. Yes. yes Every day? Yes. He's at, well, he at home. Pretty much. Yeah. But they're home right now, right? So Eddie would have to know what's going on since they're home. Indeed. Can you find out about Rosario? Or does he not talk to us? He talks to us. Oh, no. He would talk to us, no. I think. I mean, he's probably sleeping right now. Correct. Can't blame him. You know, he he lives an opposite life that we do, time wise. But you think Ed Coleman knows, or you think you think Mike will berate him if he does not know? How does that work? I heard Mike got into it with Kim Jones the other day, or something happened. Now what happened? I don't know. It was a brouhaha over what? What happened? But I believe over Odell Beckham. Junior. They were. Why would they? Why would they have a fight over Odell Beckham? Jr.? I guess they were just arguing about uh, missing uh, OTAs and that sort of. What thing. side was Kim on? I'm not sure. I can Google that, but I just huh. knew all. Like I used... actually got into it. Like I heard she really stood her ground, though. That's what I heard. Spirited debate. Spirited debate. She really? would not back down. That's what I heard. Did she say no? I won't back down. She said that. She said, there ain't no easy way out. 
Can you find I the audio for me, please? Yes, please hold. Um, well, why are they arguing over Odell Beckham Jr.? That's that, what we do here on Sports that Radio. That's right. You talk about guys. For and you some argue reason, over Boom him. and I don't do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Only when it comes to the Mets. Well, with the Mets, but it's um, it's listen, it's or your beloved Knicks. No, but you we're not really, we don't really argue Argu- with yeah, one another. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, and what do we argue about the Mets? What's well, the argument? Well, well, the argument is that you always are creating a negative kind of like viewpoint. Right, rightfully from them. so. No matter what's going on, if the Mets are doing it, it's negative. If the Yankees are doing it, it's the greatest thing ever. I mean, this the Yankees get it down. They have it down. They got it all right. And, you know, I mean, you're just ridiculous. When no, it comes no, to that. I, I th- I'm negative so when negativity is smart. We argue, we argue smart. sometimes like that. I'm only negative when negativity is deserved. I'm the most positive dude you know. That's mm. all. All right. Hey, let's do the um, let's do the Field of Dreams line. So the Field of Dreams, here's the setup. Boomer and I are both in uh, the old school uh, baseball wool uniforms. Itchy. And we're standing there staring at a field of corn. And I, and this is how it goes. Ready? Ow, we say action because we can't. You got it. Ready? And action. Cornhole. If you build it, they will come. I don't think they are coming. Shh. Did you hear that? No, did you? No, let's get out of here. Thank you. That's how we do it. Boomer, who is a better Boom. actor? Uh, Craig doing those things or those Phil Sims commercials where he goes waggle waggle? That's a no you know, they're both a little bit stiffer. No, they're both stiff and both very awkward. No, no, don't even, don't even front. But you know, they'll edit it right to make them look good. Don't even front. I acted my ass off. I might get a Cleo. I mean, the best part of his acting is when he was doing the Mr. Miyagi on the pole and he was doing his like you know crane kick thing yeah. that was like when he was at his best here's uh real quick i want to hear this because i like when people here argue with each other this is uh mike and kim jones a couple days ago i right, let me hear just and, where i've dropped the needle on it uh they're talking about how eli didn't seem to have a problem with it right they asked eli about it eli they asked eli well how much did he miss by not being at the voluntary camp and uh, eli said really nothing at all Query and I would have been different quarterbacks because I would have gone in there and said, you know, I was here. I want my players here. And that's what I would have said as the leader of the team. Eli does it differently. That's, and a lot of quarterbacks would have said that. And they weren't there. And if everyone's not there, you don't have a team. So uh, that's why I don't excuse guys not being there. And I know some coaches who wouldn't have excused it either. So, I mean, it depends how you, how you deal with it. Different coaches will deal with it in different ways. Well, you what, they would have cut Beckham? No, you're not going to cut him, Kim, but you know what? Listen, I'll tell you right now, I know teams. You don't have a choice to find him. You don't have a choice to find him. No, but I know teams where that, uh, that's not voluntary. I mean, that's not, if you, I mean, I'm telling you, I used to, I saw plenty of years where that's not voluntary. Lifting weights in March is not voluntary. It is under the current season. It is, and it it was then, but you had to do it. If you didn't do it, you were going to get the wrath of the coach. That was the bottom line, and you know, there's different. So Bill Parcells, who put up with LT, wouldn't have put up with OBJ? He would put up with them but the bottom line is you can't you can't do that and be a rookie or a second year player you can push the envelope when you're a superstar but why is Eli there if it's all right and why is every other player there if it's if it's if it's right why is are the other guys there because most of them need the work most of them need the oh so Eli needs the work but Beckham doesn't no, but Eli is paid as the franchise quarterback and very much accepts that responsibility. You and I both know you get different leadership in this league from quarterbacks than you do from wide receivers. No, the receivers. bottom line is you show up and you be part of the team. That's how you build the team is you show up well, and you do your work. That's the bottom well, line. Well, if you had seen him today, he's very much part of the team. He and his teammates get along great. That includes new uh, teammates. I get it. Like All Rick. good. Yeah. Kim Jones. I think they're Clam up. With points. 
Did they make a valid yeah. points? Quiet down. Oh, the only thing I would say about Mike is that, you know, Mike, Olivier Vernon didn't show up either. That's right. So it's he, not just not the he only wasn't one. the only one. But they're both making valid points, and I get it. And as Are I you really you, that stupid? Yep. But, you know, when I told you yesterday, as a quarterback, it's in our DNA that we have to be there. It's just in our brains that – I love that shooting right to LT because he's alluding to Parcells, obviously, and she countered that no, with him. Is I, I, that I, I right, think, LT? I think, he's, I think he's alluding to Belichick is what I think he's alluding to. Now, he to. don't like Belichick because Belichick did yeah, the, but Belichick the time is, of day. But, but, you know, Parcells not running a team under these conditions, under these uh, CBA rulings. Right. Belichick is. And there's the thought process that there's no way that – somebody's not showing up to, to New England because there's no days off. That's his message to his players. There's no days off. Right. And uh, I would think that if you are, let's say, Brandon Cooks, who is a wide receiver that they acquired from the New Orleans Saints, who was in the same draft as Odell Beckham and who had some really good years with the New, with New Orleans Saints, right. you, 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 believe me, that kid is at those practices up there in New England. Yeah, no, I get it. I just uh, I like how she brought up LT. <laughs> but it's, point, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a point well taken. But yeah, she course. also made she also made the very right point about it being, uh, you know, um, optional. But I don't understand. Yes, I, I don't. I don't know the point you're making. No, the point is it's optional. You don't have to be there. I really know what you're talking about. But he's right, though. You want them to be there. Of course, you want him there, but he doesn't have to be there. And I think Kim was really. I think, Kim, I think Kim's point about quarterbacks, like I told well, you, you yesterday. said that yesterday. Maybe she heard that. Maybe she heard no, you no, say no, that. no, no. But she quiet knows. down. Okay, Boomer's talking. Be respectful. Go ahead, but Boomer. she knows. She knows what's going on. I mean, like we as quarterbacks just always have to be there. That's just our mindset, right? I always we, said I could never pull an Odell Beckham Jr. Somebody said, "Look, these are voluntary." Believe me, I'll be there first and I'll leave last. I've said a million times she's the best reporter in New York has. Oh, there you go. Good for her. Yeah, no. She's right. And so is he, though. I didn't say he was wrong. It's just fun to hear someone argue, that's all. And when I'm not involved. But at the end of the day, when they open up in Dallas. Have nine catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns. matters. Right now, if he drops three balls... And he's distracted by things. Uh, they won't go back to that, but they'll bring up something. Just don't go on the boat ride. Do not go on the boat. Don't, do not do something stupid Word. during the season. Turn my mic on! It's on. Relax. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. I have in front of me two uh, football helmets. Uh, one is black with uh, white lettering that says New York City on it. The other is white with black lettering that says Long Island. They're both matte finishes. They both represent... The all-star teams for New York City and Long Island for, what is I think, the 21st. First. The 21st. I believe it's the 21st. It uh, might be Boomer Esiason Empire Challenge, which is a high school all-star football game that is, uh, you know, number one, highlighted the great football in the five boroughs and the Long Island. Number two, uh, had a lot of kids graduate from that game uh, to college, most importantly. And third, has uh, also seen a double-digit number of kids playing that game that wound up playing pro, which is uh, a great testament to uh, your uh, dedication to youth football, where you came from, of course, your foundation. It's actually amazingly, I say to Boomer all the time, Ron, it's like, you know, we're on the wheel. It's like, you know, there's a, there's the golf tournament, then there's the uh, gala, then another golf, and then, the, then all of a sudden, here we are again with the, the event that brought us Jerry Recco. As a matter of fact, you know, eight exactly years right. ago. Yes. But it's next Wednesday. 
Um, at Hofstra, as always. Yeah, it's at Shewart Stadium. Tickets are on sale right now. And then the 7 o'clock game, we have a pregame tailgate party. You know, the, the Johnsonville Big Taste Grill is there and everything. And we're giving away free, you know, free sausages and all that other stuff. But, you know, more importantly, it's been really, it's been a labor of love. Uh, you know, this is, you pull off something like this back in 1996. We started with it, as we, we talk about it every year. Uh, from Richie in my office to Pete, who uh, Pete Lyberg, who runs the uh, the game for me, all the different sponsors that we have, all the volunteers that come out and support the game, and then of course Gunner, Pete, and Richie, and Pete's sons designing the uniforms this year. They wanted to they go look great, simple, by the way. black and white. As you can see, the New York uniform uh, reflects the New York subway system, the Helvetica numbers and all that stuff, the and font, font right? and all that, right? And then you can see the Long Island, and you see how the numbers are in the badges. The badges basically reflect the Long Island street signs, much like the, the numbers on the New York City uh, jersey re- reflect the numbers uh, in the subway. So and then you have the New York City helmet, which has uh, looks like a graffiti helmet on the side, and then the Long Island, which has a wave, uh, obviously because of the beaches, as you saw yesterday, that are so beautiful and so prominent on Long Island. So a little bit of uh, history with the uniforms. We have a lot of fun with them. We try to do different things in uh, uh, every different year with uh, the helmets and the, and the uniforms, and I think Gunnar and uh, Richie and Pete and everybody came up with a great design. Yep, and the game this year will be uh, televised on CBS Sports Network. Yes, it will be. Uh, yep. Which is great, and... Uh, yeah, listen. I should say, and I should say to be fair, MSG was a fantastic partner. Oh, they were for a great a partner. Time. You know, and we moved and away it's from been them. Twenty years, right. uh, and CBS Sports there will be also a great partner. As they already are, but that's where the game will be seen. And it's next Wednesday, and obviously tickets are available. It's a great time for kids. Uh, you know, there's big barbecue outside and the stuff Jet kids to do. There, the Jets, the Jets are big supporters of the game and everything. So you can just go to EmpireChallenge.com. You'll see all the information right there. And hopefully we'll have a game like we had last year. Last year was 30, I think it was, uh, it was 39-34, New York City won. And it was an unbelievable game. So I, of course, we'll have, have a little wrinkle I'd like to add to it. Yeah, what is but that? I don't, but I don't like that. But I, I do this on the air, and you hate when I, I, uh, I surprise you. You want to kick field goals? No, no, I've done it. I can't. My hamstring, I can't. Oh. Yeah. But the game's at 7. Right. Right. So I, I received, I went outside, you saw I was on my phone. Yes. I got a text message. Uh, I, let me tell you off the air, because I don't want to put you in a bad spot on the air, but it, it's it's football, it's additive, Okay. and would be great to add to the event, but, and it's sell more tickets for you. Well, I hope so. My man, you know, Willie Colon and the boys show up, all the uh, ex-NFL players that live around the, the area and some of the ex-NFL players that actually have played in the game show up for it and everything. So Should I just tell you or not tell you? I'd uh, like to know. Uh, you know what? If you don't, no, don't, no, no, don't say I'm anything intrigued. on the air. Uh, let me I, tell you. You have I'll a penchant for you. saying something on the air that could upset somebody out there that you well, have Because no I'm idea. adding something to a— Would it upset anybody? I, 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 no, I don't no, know what he's adding. I'm adding I, I may already have somebody in a spot. That he's adding somebody to, and mm. then it's going to make an awkward situation for the people in my office. And much like he panicked the people who were shooting the promos with us yesterday when he said it was raining outside and we're not going. <laughs> I mean, so all the people that were driving to where we had to shoot this yesterday were like, right. are, are, we, are we going? Are we not going? And then phone Captain calls and, Chaos yeah, and creates all sorts of, you know, I, I'm very craziness. intrigued. Just something that you could do before the game started. Okay. That I was Which just I asked, probably already have. I was set just up. asked if you. If it was possible to do as a way of supporting the event and extending the love of football beyond the high school. Okay, I will check with you off the air so this way we are not putting anybody in a panic mode. Even if you give the disclaimer? No, I can't. I can't. No, I mean, I can tell you what the idea is. You don't have to respond to it. I know what the idea is. You don't know what it is. 
It has something to do with music, I guarantee. No, no, it's not music at all. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm gonna, Jerry, what do you want to do? You want to DJ something, sir? Sucks <laughs> no. a lot. What do you want to do? I would DJ for you, of course, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on the house, which yeah. is a Magic. great ride. No, no. Magic show. Um, yeah. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this. Hold on. Because we'll know by Boomer's facial reaction. Mm-hmm. But it's not DJing, not card. No, trick. it's not. It's, you, guys are, you guys are totally missing it. So I figured you would be doing tricks or something. I'm gonna. You start the update. Right. I'll give it to him. We are brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, we'll take you through the Yankees and Angels last night. And one guy really has, in the last two games specifically, gotten to New York. Pitch is grounded. Base hit. Right field under the dive of Holiday. Simmons scores. It's a base hit. Another base hit. An RBI for Eric Young. John Sterling and on the fan. And churned guacamole. That was part one of Eric Young's night. Then we move ahead to the fifth inning. At that point, he put the Angels up 5-4. Fifth inning, still a 5-4 game. And the Yankees got something cooking. Runners at first and second, two out. And the right-handed deals. Line like a bullet. It's a base hit to left field. Now let's see if Judge can score. Young fires home, and he is going to be out at home. He was. The throw by Pickle Eric Young. Ginger. The throw by Eric Young Jr. keeps it a 5-4 game. Then you push it ahead to the seventh. The score is 5-5. Aaron Judge is up. You got guy on base in scoring position. Swung on and lined down the left field line. Diving Young makes a catch. He's had probably the two best games of his career. Hard to argue. John Sterling on the fan. And then you get the home run, a two-run shot by Andrelton Simmons. And the Angels beat the Yankees by the score of 7-5 to five as they take the final two games of the three-game series. Here is Joe Girardi. Tough series, no doubt. But we had a chance to win every game. They just didn't. They won one. We had a chance to win every game? Oh, ch- yeah. But on, but on Yankee-like, they didn't. They didn't. But they're in every game, of course. Way, and you got the Angels next was, week. Uh, Aaron Judge failed many times yesterday. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you see? And I know they lost the game, so who cares? And I know the game was late, so if you didn't see it. If you didn't Google Aaron Hicks's catch, I think... I think it was Luis Valbuena who had a grand slam taken away from him, and As Hicks goes catch over was the wall. It's awesome. Stupid. It really. They did not getting any attention because they lost the game. Right. But exactly. His catch was that might be the best catch of the year. It was pretty awesome. Uh, judge being thrown out. That was a topic after the game. Were you okay with uh, Joe's send, uh, Judge? Yeah. Yeah. Follow up. Yeah, because it's two outs. Yeah, and and Ey doesn't throw great. You know? Well, guess what? He did last he night. Had, he threw a bullet, but he normally doesn't. Michael Pineda, not very good. Danny Espinosa with a two-run homer. Yankees ace tonight. Jordan Montgomery takes on Sonny Gray. Then there's the story of the Mets down 4-1 early. Actually, before he even turned the TV on, it was 2-0. Back-to-back home runs. First few pitches from Matt Harvey, but the Mets battle back from 4-1 down. 2-2 pitch. Breaking ball hit deep to right field. Down the line. Near the pole. Gone. Home run. Curtis Granderson. Takes Carl Edwards Jr. deep into the lower right field stands for Granderson. It is his 300th major league home run. Howie Rose. Holy Made it a 5-4 game. Mets <laughs> tacked on from there. Beat the Cubs by the score of 9-4. Lucas Duda with a home run. Granderson on picks 11. 300 homers. It's amazing to get a chance to just be able to have done this. Have great coaching staff that's allowed me the opportunity to continue to get better. And so good for him. Uh, Terry Collins looked at one at bat as a big one. He had a pinch hit Steven Matz in the fourth inning with the bases loaded and one out. And, and he, he made contact. And he came through with an infield RBI single. I tell you, when, when Steven walked up to home play, and beat the beat the play out. There was a 
a sense of in the dugout, hey, look, we're back in this thing. And they were, and they wound up winning this thing. The problem would be the injuries. Uh, so Neil Walker certainly appeared that it was a hamstring running down the line, pulled up lame, fell down. Uh, he went out. You had Harvey with his issue with the arm. So the question uh, to Terry Collins after the game was about that. Was Harvey hurt? Is there something wrong tonight? <laughs> Can we not use the word hurt? <laughs> yeah, well, Because I mean, he's not allowed to talk about it if he's hurt. I guess so. He had so. this feeling of a fatigued or dead arm. Yeah. Which um, I was, I'm going to think is more shoulder than elbow boom. Is that probably fair to say? I would say so, but uh, there's a chance that it could be in the elbow. But I, I would think more more likely the shoulder. He says no of. pain at all. It just the ball wouldn't come out the way he wanted right. to. So. He said normally it takes him a little bit to loosen up. But, I mean, first pitch of the game was... Can you remember? It's like, it's a like year, Can you remember a year that a guy has had so much drama? Um, I mean, with everything probably, that's gone on with him this year, you know, coming back from the thoracic outlet. I mean, A Rod's had years with a lot of drama, yeah, but, but I mean, A Rod always performed. You know, guy, yeah, this guy, this pretty guy, much. You know, I mean, when he's forty-two, maybe got took off a game or whatever, right? Then he A Rod had his issues. I mean, Matt Harvey's had a, and a lot of it's self-inflicted. Some of it's not. You don't blame a guy for having a blood clot, a thoracic outlet, and that stuff. You do blame him for the nonsense with uh, Adrian Lima and with the the party and all that because that's on him. But your boomer's right from a standpoint of medical to self-inflicted garbage. Um, it's been a while for a guy like yeah, Matt Harvey I, to come to town. It may not be until next year that he gets his uh, gets be, his feet back on the ground. He'll be examined today. Also kind of flew under the radar. Not that he's great, but Josh Smoke, remember he had the 81-pitch relief appearance yes. two nights ago? Yeah, he's he's hurt. Uh, he and by the way, how about what the, happened to him know, now? Shoulder strain, DL. You know, the, the Yankees did something that if this were the Mets, we would be all over it. So let me be fair about it as well. And just before you do that, yeah. it's not official. Gavin Shakini's coming up with Walker being hurt. Not it's official just, yet. Not official. But your but son he, reported but it. He, yeah, well, he sent me the text saying that they scratched him from his Las Vegas start last night. Apparently, the timing was after the injury. So you just assume it's going to be him. Anyway, go ahead. Um, oh, look, Jerry West is leaving. Uh, he's going to the Clippers. The Clippers, yes. All right. Um, the Yankees did something last night, and I want to be fair, so I'm an equal opportunity uh, a ridiculer here. Okay. Which, had the Mets done this, we would have been all over it. And I want to be fair about this. Uh, because I don't want you to ever accuse me of being uh, subjective. So. Oh, yeah, you're not subjective. So w- when Pineda finally comes out, who'd they bring in? Ronald Herrera. Who the hell is Ronald he Herrera? He made his major league debut last he night. He made his major league debut last night. Yes. Because their bullpen was so. Taxed. Quote unquote fried, yeah. according to Joe Girardi. They brought a kid up from double A. Yeah. He was playing for the Trenton Thunder. I get it. He was. He wouldn't play triple A. He was playing double, double A. a. They brought the, now, hey, Ronald, good news, kid. You're coming up to the bigs. What? What? I, I am? Mom, Dad, guess what? I'm playing for the Yankees. I don't know if we're going to get into a game, but I'm on the roster. <laughs> Six hours later, hey, uh, warm up. You're going in. <laughs> and by the way, he tie game, right? Yeah. He said he had <laughs> nobody else. Right. He, I, I can't hurt guys, you know, so. nobody else that can pitch. I, I can't hurt guys. <laughs> welcome, welcome to what is the. Uh, now, to be fair. What, 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 welcome to be fair. Is the grind of the Major League Baseball yes. season is exactly what they're experiencing. To yeah. be fair to Herrera, at double A, the kid's an absolute stud. Absolutely. I mean, ZRA is one. And he's have, seven and oh. Players do make the jump from double A. I agree, but I mean, I, imagine I, you're Ronald you. Herrera. 
You get called. Oh my god! This is awesome. It's great. Oh, this is what you want. Yes. And you get called up, and you get put into a game on the road, yeah. in which your job is to win the game. Go win the game for us, son. It's it's not what it's not what you want, but you know, I got whatever. nowhere else to go. It's actually a pretty good story. It's a great story, sure. except that you know didn't work out. His ERA is now nine. And CC is going to miss it. Looks like at least four weeks. Yeah. I'll see, see you later. Yeah. Great so, two hamstrings. Wheels strike. on the bus. But, but it's this isn't unique to the Mets and the Yankees. I mean, the injuries it's around baseball right now right. are. Ridiculous. The out the Astros are going through right now is stupid. And I should mention that J.R. Smith spoke publicly yesterday. We want Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <He did>. Good. <laughs> Good. He let's, did. Make, let's make it happen. But what J.R. doesn't realize is that the Knicks will probably have to take him back to get him. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be funny. <laughs> that would actually that would be, be funny. That would be funny, actually. It'd be very right. Nick-like. He'd go right to the pipe. <laughs> uh, Mayweather McGregor, August 26th, as you said yesterday, done deal in Vegas. Told you. Uh, yes, Rangers buy out Dan Girardi, and the U.S. Open should have begun yep, literally just started, a couple of yeah. moments ago. So it the interesting thing uh, about underway. Dan Girardi, 788 regular season games, 122 playoff games, played in the playoffs every single season, I believe, as a New York Ranger player. Good for him. How about that? A hell of a career. He's going to make about $50 million. Not Over the life that. of that career, he's going to get bought out and most likely will sign with somebody like Chicago. Or Why don't the Islanders sign him? They, they could probably use a stay-at-home quality defenseman as well. He doesn't have to move. Give him like uh, 800000 bucks. They may. He don't, he's got the money coming anyway. No, like when they bought out Brad Richards and Brad ended up going to Chicago. And winning two cups. And he, well, he won one cup with Chicago and then oh. played also with Detroit after yeah, that. two cups. No, he didn't win in Detroit. But he won two cups. Yeah, but he won with Tampa and Chicago. But he won with Chicago after he left the Rangers. Right, but he's won. So that's what you're saying that Dan Girardi should do. And somebody would like well, to have a stay-at-home, solid, older defenseman, maybe on the third pair. I could see it. I'm saying yes. for Dan, if you don't want to move your family, go to the Islanders. If the, the Islanders Devils. want you. Right. Or the Devils. Boomer. Nobody cares about hockey. Boomer. Nobody cares about hockey. Boomer. Nobody cares about hockey. Boomer. Yeah, okay, we get it. You gonna let this keep just going to, on? Just tell Jiggles that uh, you know he'll be batting ninth on uh, Friday playing. night. I told him he's not playing. He's not playing. Now? He's got to come to the game, but he may not play. Well, we, no. Nah, I asked Bart Scott to fill his place. Nice. I'm waiting on an answer from Bart. He's not responding just yet. Oh, okay. It's Boomer and Carton mornings from six to ten on the fan. That was, I, that, that was the sad idea. I mean, uh, you know, and I think what happens when Craig complains about these promos, the people over there at CBS Sports Network, that Kelly Dunn person, you know her? Yeah. So She's wonderful. They sit down and they say, "Let's see how how ridiculous can we make these two idiots look, just so they just shut up and stop talking about it." Uh, no, no, that's what happened. Um, that's what happened, indeed. I wish it hadn't, but it did. Yeah, so Craig and I recreated the scene of those two guys running on the beach in Rocky Three, in the exact same clothes. Yeah. They, they don't fit as well. It's your early 80s look. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm sure. Uh, hey, Al, do me a favor. Ask CBS if they can send me, Boomer, a couple just little uh, clips Outtakes. of it. Outtakes or clips that I can, we can post. Just let the audience see it, because that's what we did. I mean, we were there until damn near 10 o'clock last night. Yeah. So let's uh, have them uh, see that. John's in Stony Brook on the fan. I'll get to uh, Mayweather McGregor in a second. Johnny, what do you got, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. You know, that caller who called about Seaver not getting injured and all of that, and I, I think the travel sports, it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. I think it's great 
that young men and even girls are out there playing and don't have their face buried in a phone or yeah. on the computer. But kids are playing baseball now nine months a year. I yeah, just said yeah. a moment ago, it's a problem. Year. It's a real problem. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, listen, travel baseball is great. There's some great programs. There's great coaches. Kids love it. As a dad, why wouldn't you want your kid to be playing a sport that he loves? As long as he's not pitching. Right, and that he's good at. The pitching is a problem for a lot of reasons. You have a travel team, you have an in-house team, maybe even have another team. They're not talking to each other. How many times is the kid pitching? Selfishly, they all want to use the kids that can pitch. There's no true pitch counts collectively. And a lot of these kids who should be playing multiple sports, you know, until they get to maybe 16 or 17 when they want to focus on one in high school, which I get, are not. And... You know, I think it's problematic. You know, you have more kids today getting Tommy John surgery than pros got back in the day. It's a problem. Absolutely. Well, thanks for the time. Yeah, all well, right. Good. And uh, for you. a lot of them, Thank it's you. a problem that doesn't come from a bad you place. Know, I, you know, all I know is that my own personal experience was I went from one sport to the next. Right. And when I wasn't playing one of those sports, I was with my buddies playing something. You know, whether it be half-field baseball or whether it be wiffle ball or whether I was out running around playing tackle football without a helmet on the side of the bridge down there on exit uh, whatever it was, 42 or something on the Southern State Parkway. But I, all I know is that I was outside always doing something. Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing that I can appreciate. You know, when I see these parents take their kids on hockey trips or take their kids on lacrosse, uh, you know, tournament weekends all over the East yeah. Coast – I think the parents, most of the parents that I talk to absolutely love it. They love being with their kids. They love going sure. to these things. And I would I would always say those are great things. Those are great family bonding moments. Yeah, but it's, other than tackle football, it's the only sport where you can correlate over usage or overplay to an injury. Yeah, you, know, you can play basketball all day and night. You ain't going to get hurt. Right. You know? Here is, um, oh, what happened to Liz? I was so happy to talk you know, to Liz. I, I, was, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. So I played what I think 186 NFL games. Probably played somewhere around 35 or 36 college games. So it's not selling a lot. Maybe played 22 or 23 high school games. Right. In football. Uh, football. Right. Not a lot. It's not. It's when you think about it. I've already played probably three times as many hockey games. Right. With my hockey team than I did when I then I played football. Which is crazy. The when you take stock of that, like the greatest high school football player that's going to go to wherever he wants to go, to Alabama to be a quarterback next year, will have played in maybe 30 games. Yeah. Right? Yeah, organized high school, right? Yeah. Not that much. And, you know, there's not a lot of AAU games. Like basketball players and hockey players, they play in tons and tons of games. Yeah. Here's Matt and Rockaway on the fan. Matt, what do you got? Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Mayweather McGregor. Yeah, for 150 bucks, would you buy it? Hell yeah, I'm going to buy it. Are you kidding? It's going to be the biggest fight of the century. Yep. Billion-dollar fight, Craigie. I agree. What do you think, Matty? Matty, you a boxing fan or you're an MMA fan? I'm a huge MMA fan. And let me tell you, I think it's going to be surprising. I think McGregor's going to come out. Uh, he's going to really – he's much bigger than Mayweather. So I think from that perspective, he's going to really surprise a lot of people. What kind of, what kind of boxer is he? McGregor, is a, he's a southpaw boxer. He's got a, he's got a huge overhand left. Uh, he's, you know, he, he, he likes to pick his spots. Well, the big thing is that he's a, is that he's a lefty. That's yeah, but anyway, the, he's not really that much bigger. Now, uh, Mayweather's 5'8", 151, and McGregor is 5'9", 155. McGregor's got a two-inch uh, reach advantage, 74 to 72. Though the, and he's younger. He's 28 compared to 40. 
the people that think he's got a chance, you know, the Dana Whites of the world, will tell you it's because he's a southpaw, and they'll tell you how historically Mayweather isn't as good against lefties as he might be against right, blah, 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 blah. Let me ask you this question, Matt. Do you know, uh, because you sound like you know what you're talking about, because I have no idea. Do you have any idea who McGregor is working out with? Is he is he getting extra boxing technique training from anybody? Well, I know McGregor has uh, he has some some uh, some boxing coaches in his camp. Uh, he trains over in Ireland, and I think he's bringing in a couple of people uh, that he's he's been training with. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that he has some experts coming in and helping him out. Um, I think he was working with Eddie Roach for a while. I'm pretty sure he's still working with Eddie Roach, who's a uh, you know very accomplished uh, boxing coach in his own right. So, uh, with, with that expertise, he's going to come in. He's going to be you know more prepared than people are going to give him respect for. You know what I think, Matt? Matt, thanks for the call, Matt. You know, I think I think Matt is a guy that is all you need to know about how this is going to be successful, at least from a financial standpoint. Because all the MMA believers out there are going to believe that he's going to walk in there and beat Floyd Mayweather. Now, on the that. other side of the coin. All the boxing experts out there, all the people who love boxing and uh, you know uh, know it from a technical standpoint and all that other stuff, are going to say there's no way McGregor is going to walk in there and beat one of the great defensive boxers of all time, if not the greatest defensive boxer of all time. Yeah, so it's crazy. Mayweather Pacquiao was a hundred dollars for the high def pay per view. It was ninety bucks for the non high def. I don't know that existed anymore with all yep. the you know smart TVs out there. So. You got to figure this fight, and you could you could probably call Steve Espinosa at Showtime. He'll know. Obviously, it's, you know, Showtime's doing it in conjunction with uh, you know Mayweather's group and with Dana White. There's going to have to be 150 bucks. You know, boom. I would think so. Uh, it's going to have to be 150 bucks. Uh, that's my guess. Um, you have to figure that if Mayweather Pacquiao set a record, which they did, for 4.6 million purchases. All right. You think this is which like brought in over four hundred million dollars. Right, so do you think this is north of six million purchases? Yes, I do. North yeah. of six million. Because think of this: McGregor's the biggest pay per view draw in UFC history, which uh, he brought in in his last three fights: one point six five million pay per views, one point five million, and one point three million on his own. Right. So at the end of the day, you have two <laughs> of the most popular people representing their sport. You know, in a boxing match that will be seen by how many? Fifty million people. Well, I think I think if you if you say that the record is what I just said, which was four point six million, I would think that Espinosa and Dana White and the Mayweather camp would tell you if you ask them that they're conservatively expecting over five million buys, right? Yeah. So five million buys. It'll be more than the ninety bucks that Mayweather Pacquiao was because they'll be able to get you it. You think it's a buck fifty? I think it's a buck fifty. Yep. So do the math. Hey, you guys have a calculator in there, guys, or no? I'll do it real quick for you because we we sometimes we mess the math up, right? I have a calculator. Give me five million times one fifty. Seventy. What's that? Seventy. Seven hundred fifty well, million. Let him do it. You got it, Eddie, or no? Boop, boop. It's seven hundred fifty million. Isn't Correct. It? Yeah. That's seven hundred fifty million dollars in pay per view, right? So that's at five million. Now, real quick, go to six. Six million. That's nine hundred million dollars. If you get six million buys at one fifty, it's nine hundred million dollars. That's why they're calling it the billion dollar fight. It's crazy, right? Now I don't know that they get. I mean, can you imagine getting more than six million? Here's the one thing that I will say. 
the reason that I will watch this, whether I'm with you at some swack. We're going to be at the uh, drum thwacket. Or yeah. what, what's it called? Drum thwacket. That's where we're going to be. After we stop at the Cheesequake. Uh, That's know, nowhere near each other. Stop. But don't you keep going. Whatever. I, just, I don't know, what you, <laughs> I don't know what, how you guys name things over there. But anyway, here's the thing. Here's why I will buy it. I will buy it because I want to see McGregor be overly aggressive against a guy who tends to sit back and let the other guys punch themselves out and waits for his one little moment, right? Yeah, which which is not going to happen. What does every judge tell you after a Mayweather fight? Oh, he's so technically sound. Technically, he's technically so smart. Sound. He knows how to score. He knows how to do. You know, I mean, come on. In this game, I mean, in this match, don't you think McGregor goes all in, all out, balls yeah. to the wall? Yeah, I think that's going to be a style. He's going to come at him. What's funny is that it's in the contract that you know he's forbidden from kicking him. They actually had to, they had to put that in the contract. He's not allowed to elbow him. He's not allowed to kick it's him. Boxing rules. Yes, because one of the one of the thoughts is one of the thoughts that if he gets hurt, that you know instinct takes over and he's gonna he's gonna kick him. <laughs> I think I think he forfeits the purse if that happens, boom. So you mean he forfeits his portion of the purse? I believe so. Yeah. Wow. Now I was I also believe I don't know this for some reason. I didn't see it as official. Remember I told you two months ago the fight was at T-Mobile Center? Yes. I'm told that's where it's going to be now again. Um, but I did not see that confirmed because Mayweather's never fought at T-Mobile, and he would want to fight at MGM Grand. Yeah, but it's also now you're talking about getting an extra 25000 maybe get 25000 for boxing at T-Mobile. I don't know. I mean, so my, I guess it's going to be <laughs> I mean, a T-Mobile. They are going all in for the Do-Re-Mi, my man. I don't know how I missed that being confirmed. Now, I did tell you that months ago. That's where I thought it was going to be. I just hope McGregor doesn't come in with a pop, you know, bad shoulder or something. Yeah, no like crap. Your, this is no crap like now. Like boy Pacquiao did. Or, and you don't find out till after. Uh, yeah, they're saying it's going to be a T-Mobile, boom. Okay. So there you go. T-Mobile. We gave you the date yesterday, August 26th. Okay, and all the Klingon celebrities and everybody else are going to be out in force for this one. A billion-dollar fight. Now, Al, if you didn't join me at Drum Thwacket for uh, the fight party, I know you wouldn't drop the buck 50 yourself, but would you make a point of watching the fight somewhere? He'd split it with his girlfriend. Yeah, I'd either split they it with Dutch. somebody. Yeah. You and your girlfriend go Dutch still? Well, a big, a big paper, a big... Uh, You've been dating for three years. Big ticket. Someone takes you out to dinner and buys dinner for you, right? Sometimes. Oh, disgusting. Big ticket item like that. Got to split oh, that you up. You should be ashamed of yourself. Up, yeah. You really should be embarrassed split right now. Up. Yeah, I bet you she would much rather watch it than you watch it, but, I think by it's, the way respectful that you ask women to pay Not half. if you've been dating for three years. Well, they want to be treated as equals. you exactly. got to equal them up. Eddie, yes. if you don't join me at the party, I know you may have something else very important going on right now. Uh, would you make a point of watching the fight live? No. No. Boomer, you would, right? No matter what. Yeah, I told you I would. Now, I'll give you, let me add a little wrinkle. I've got drum thwacket. It's it's ours. Party, pool, hors d'oeuvres, barbecue. I mean, it's going to be the best of the best. We're going to we're gonna barbecue there. We're going to have... I don't know. Whatever it is, it's going to be great. Who's right? paying for it? What happened? Who's paying oh, for it? You are, of course. I got the house. You're paying for <laughs> yeah, the problem. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I'll, I'll work it all out. Don't worry about it. You don't have to take a nickel out of your pocket, all right? Other than tipping some security yeah, dude, staff. Dude, I'm always taking nickels out of my pocket. I don't know what it is with you guys, but that's just the way it is. Would you rather go to Vegas and be there live and see it? Do no. we get to do our... Uh, our penthouse again? Oh, that was nice. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, these uh, pay-per-views now are recently have a problem with Periscope because people all over the people world... People to fight Periscope? No, people at home on their paying for their pay-per-view are Periscoping the to screen to whoever That's wants whatever. to see it. That's for Gazy. 
Why people, you, people see fights yeah, that why, way. Why I'll am tell I periscope? I'm watching so I can watch it. You know, I know, but you, you're, you're, no, I know, but people do periscope it, and then other people watch it for free. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what, if I'm Showtime, I'm going after periscope. I'm, I'm shutting them down. Why don't Shut you it go down. after them for that? Short it down. Meanwhile, could you imagine it be? I, they might even put levels on. You know, I could see Showtime pay per view and it had different levels. I, could you see a two hundred dollar pay per view for like some VIP pay per view, something like that? What is that though? Like you get like some, you get a gift. Like get get the um, you know the ticket they'll make for it will be like a hologram like when ticket. We give you a swag bag or something like that. Exactly, get the hologram ticket. You know that kind of thing. Like when they did UFC uh, here at the Garden. Yeah. Uh, although it got foobarred for I don't know why, they had hologram tickets, which are like collectors' items. Right. A. Can you, can you have Espinosa's number? Uh, yes. Do you mind giving it to Al? No. I want you to call Steven Espinosa. He's the head honcho over at uh, Showtime for this, all right? Yeah, I want to get him on the show real quick. I want to find out a couple of the deals. It's got, I'm, I guarantee it's a buck fifty. Got to be at least a buck fifty. Because they're talking about it being a billion dollar fight, right? Yep. Plus, imagine what the market is for those tickets. You can't get them, right? I think it's ridiculous. Here's a. Uh, Oh, I apologize. We haven't taken a break all day yet? Seems like we've taken a couple. It's Boomer and Carton. Mornings from 6 to 10 on The Fan. Now, Steven, it's Boomer and Craig. How you been, buddy? Uh, I've been great. I've been great. Absolutely. Uh, gotta, gotta thank you for all the, uh, all the great takes that you give Booner during the, uh, inside the NFL season. I know they all come from you, so I appreciate that. Only the good ones. Only the yeah, good well, ones. Yeah, well, you know, he's working so hard to try to get on that show, Steve, and I keep saying, no, you know, no, no, that's not separation of church it. and state. I, I was just going to stay here with him, and, uh, I gotta, I gotta believe that you are pretty, uh, I know the last time we saw you that this thing had not been put to bed yet. Now that it comes down that, uh, uh, Mayweather and uh, McGregor are going to fight here. You got to be really happy about it. And uh, how close was it not to happening? You know, this is one of those rare occasions when, when actually everything went right. Um, it is one of the smoothest deals that, that I've been involved in. It really only took about two weeks to negotiate. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why, um, because, you know, we all came off of that sort of nightmare negotiation on Mayweather Pacquiao, and maybe everyone was expecting that. But this got done quickly and, and painlessly, I, I think, because the, the, the guys just want to fight. They want to get at each other. Right. Let me ask you a couple of fight questions. Number one. Three ounce gloves or sixteen ounce gloves? It will be in the middle. The, the fight's at one hundred and fifty four pounds, which is which is Connor's natural weight, pretty much. Um, and under standard boxing rules, and under standard boxing rules, um, it's a ten ounce glove. All right, and uh, ten rounds or twelve? It'll be twelve. You know, Connor was more than willing to go twelve. All right, and T Mobile or MGM Grand? Is that done at T Mobile? It'll be T Mobile. Got it. So August 26th, it will be T-Mobile, 10-ounce gloves, 12 rounds. We got all the facts out of the way. Yep. Now, and, you, and I'm sure you know what the odds are. How many bets do you have already in, Craig? No, nah, I don't think, I don't think you <laughs> can yet. bet the fight. I know, uh, listen, uh, Mayweather, rightfully so, is a prohibitive favorite. I think it's like minus 1,100 right now. I think the, what I saw, the early line on it. Um, and rightfully, you know, for good reason. He's pound for pound. You're the best boxer of his generation. I don't care if he's 40 or not. You know, my, my view on it is there's no negative to it. It's a show, and they're going to put on a show, and there's no long-term negative uh, connotations to either sport or to either guy. I don't think if somehow, some way, McGregor won the fight, I don't think it changes the legacy of Mayweather one little bit. I really don't. Interesting. 
uh, you know, I've got to think that I've been I've been asked Floyd, but I think he he would feel the pressure. Maybe he doesn't now, but on fight night, uh, because look, this guy's an accomplished mixed martial artist. But at the end of the day, a loss is a loss, and a, a loss to a guy you know crossing over to his sport. I think that's a that's a pretty big asterisk, and he's going to have to look at forty nine and one. Yeah. The rest of his life. Yeah, he's not going to want that. He obviously doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. But here's the thing, Stephen. You've been around this stuff a long, long time. What is the what's the God's honest chances for Conor McGregor to win this thing? Well, look, I'll I'll give you what Conor says. He says, "Look, I'm I'm 27 years old. I'm young. I'm strong. I'm the bigger guy. I'm in the prime of my career. I'm left-handed. I'm orthodox." And there, there's a certain quality to Connor. He absolutely has no doubt whatsoever in his mind. I mean, he's absolutely convinced in the same way that Floyd is that he's the best on the planet. You know, as Craig mentioned, Floyd is 40. He's two, two years away from the sport. Um, is he a little diminished? We'll find out. But the one thing that we know about combat sports and really about sports in general, you really never know for sure. And, you know, you can go all the way back to Tyson versus Douglas or more recently, you know, when, when they made De La Hoya Pacquiao, everyone was saying, oh, this is, this is a silly fight. Pacquiao's way too small, and he comes out and demolishes Oscar. So, you know, once you get in the ring, you know, strange things happen. Um, so I, I do not think this is a gimme. I mean, Floyd is favored, rightfully so, but there's a, a lot of assets that that Connor brings to the table. All right, we're talking to Stephen Espinosa. He's the head of Showtime Sports, who's going to televise this on pay-per-view. Um, what happens if Floyd, made, uh, Floyd Mayweather loses this fight, and what happens to boxing in general if he loses this fight? Well, you know, I, I think... My take on this: Look, this is this is not MMA versus boxing. You know, it's not a referendum on on the value of either sport. Um, if if Conor wins, you know, all it means is that Conor beats Floyd, and you've got hopefully a really interesting rematch. Uh, it may be the most interesting fight of Floyd's career because well, it know, has to be a good fight let's for face that. It, everyone's been waiting for him to lose it. So. I don't know. I I I view it as I'm thrilled that it's happening. I'm I'm obviously a fan of both uh, sports. Uh, know both very well. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, unless McGregor suddenly learns how to, you know, throw a jab or stop Mayweather's jab, I, I don't see it uh, from his ability to win the fight by boxing. If he catches him once with the left hook, like you say, anything can happen. What I'm most interested in right now, though, is the pricing on it. When you guys did Mayweather Pacquiao, it set a record for the high def. It was a hundred bucks. This will be more for sure. Are there going to be different levels of it with extra packages, or are we looking at a flat number of about a buck fifty? Yeah, I, I don't think you know. That's one of the details that hasn't gotten ironed out because you know the fight actually got done so quickly. Um, I, I don't think it'll be more. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not sure it'll be less. But it's sort of like, look, when you go to the grocery store, you know, if, you know, if you want to buy ground beef, you buy ground beef. If you have a play before steak, you want something premium, you know, it's going to cost a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I think on this one, it, it will be a spectacle. It will be an event, you know, unlike any other really sort of in our lifetimes anyway. Yeah, I think so too. So you think you won't be more, you don't think, than the uh, the 100 bucks that we paid for Pacquiao Mayweather? Or you think there'll be different stages? And I guess that, that it becomes, you know, the UFC is notorious for, you know, the weigh-ins and all the stuff that goes along with it, which you guys now will partner with them in. Uh, will there be two separate broadcasts as well or no? 
No, we're going to partner with those. I mean, we, we may look at something interesting. You know, I, I think what UFC does with their prelims, um, whether it's FS1 or on Fight Pass or anything, is really interesting in the way they extend the event and make it sort of an entire afternoon or evening. Right. So I, I think, you know, I think their embedded series is great. Uh, and that's probably, you know, half the fun of this entire event will be the next, next seven, eight weeks of seeing these guys just go at each other's throats, particularly once we start on the press tour. Um, you know, I think that's going to be a circus unlike what we've ever seen. So, Steve, when, uh, when, when should I get to Vegas to sit next to you uh, ringside? No, we're going to drum thwack it. No, no, you can go to drum thwack it. I'm going to sit next to Steve <laughs> ringside. He didn't invite you to go. Uh, you know what, Vegas, myself. Uh, Vegas is going to be on fire. I mean, you guys remember you were you were both at the Mayweather Pacquiao, and it just it was an atmosphere unlike any other. Yeah, that, 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 that was electric. But that was, was weird that night, Steve, because well, we had we had really good seats. To be fair, Tom Brady had better seats. I assume he got them from you, and that bothered me a little bit. That's true. So what, what Boomer needs to do is call up all of our bosses, you know, Leslie. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Start lobbying immediately. Let me, I, I'll help promote as much as I possibly can, and as long as I get a you know ringside seat, I'm, I'm good. No, with it. don't don't be don't be like that. What do you mean? Th- th- you're not kissing the boss's ass. I want a ringside seat. You would be we'll, saw me running on the beach yesterday doing my Rocky imitation. True. So uh, I think that's <laughs> couple last quick things on it. Um, Yo, for the prelims, will the prelims be all MMA, or will be the, will there be some boxing as well? I think you know, in terms of the pay per view, it will it will be pretty much straight boxing. Um, you know, one of the interesting parts of this is there's been a surprising number of of MMA guys, you know, UFC fighters, even UFC champions, who have sort of raised their hand and said, "Hey, I'd I'd like to be on the card in a boxing match." You know, I think there's some curiosity there, so maybe there's something uh, that we can do. You know, in th- in that area, I would have I would avoid that like the plague. <laughs> I would do if you wanted. I would do MMA fights. I would do and boxing matches. Yeah, one one because uh, they're, they're normally going to be. I mean, there might be a dozen fights with all the prelims on FS1 and whatnot before you got to the main card. The main card was going to be, I assume, about. Well, I don't know. For this, maybe there is no other uh, fight for the main card. Just this. Probably that's to be the way the way you guys do it. Other than the uh, the FS1 stuff that you might be contracted to do, I would leave it alone. I would just make this the only mixed sport event that you got. Yeah, I think that that would certainly be the case for the pay per view, and, and and we're going to go out of our way to make sure that it's sort of an entertaining experience and rewarding everyone's happy at the end of the event. And. They're going to do the tour. They're coming to New York. They're going to do the whole thing, right? We'll come to New York. Uh, it'll be multi cities, um, and uh, you know, it'll probably be a, a convoy of private jets and security. And you know, again, it's like the circus is coming to town. Well, we look forward to that circus coming into our studio to uh, be a part of it. Absolutely. And, yeah, listen, and good luck. I know you're a, you're a big fan of boxing first, and that's your your love. And I've talked to you guys off offline a million times about. You know, the sport of boxing and Showtime. You had the great Thurman Garcia fight, which was put on CBS, obviously. Um, hopefully this just, you know, gets people excited about fighting. And yeah. if that's if that's a residual benefit to both sports, great. And more than anything, let's just all cross our fingers that you don't get Mayweather Pacquiao and you get a real fight with action in it because that's all people want. Yeah, and, and I, I think Connor's going to guarantee that. You know, uh, I, I think at a certain point, you know, Pacquiao, um, you know, wasn't as aggressive as everyone expected. He didn't look like the Pacquiao. Uh, you know, Connor's problem has never been lack of aggression. No, and he's going to make <laughs> Mayweather fight for yeah. sure. Yep. All right, very good. Any other news in the uh, Showtime Sports world you want to share with us or not? You know, we 
we're we're gearing up for another season of Inside the NFL, and, and hopefully we can uh, get you down on the show. Um, I will, oh, here we go. Here we go. I will not oh, do I'll it. take I, that weekend off. Please, I will not you. do Inside the NFL this year. Really? Uh, I will not do it. How about how about if, if you do a week where Boomer's not there? Nope. I will. I'm I never not there, Stephen. You know that I'm the one guy that's always there. True. I right. respectfully will pass on uh, the opportunity. Throughout the year, but I will, however, engage I in a here conversation. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the angle about now. something else. That's yes. all. Because <laughs> okay, I, I view it this way, Steve. Oh, this is how we can I, talk th- offline after the show. No, well, we can talk online. It's fine. Offline, okay. online. Here's how I view things. You're the guy. You make the decisions for Showtime Sports, mm-hmm. and you've been very kind to me. The things you've said to me about my appearances on Showtime, which frankly were great. <laughs> so Jesus. I view it as you guys have thrown some trial balloons out with other concepts and shows. Some work, some don't work. It's the nature of the beast. You haven't yet gone all the way and really attempted the show that could be most successful. And what is that show? It's a half hour with me. Oh, okay. And I can walk you through the specifics of that another day. But I think it is time. I've been here 10 years on this show, show on CBS Sports Network. I think it's time that we put everything else aside and we come to an agreement that you've kind of lost sight of having me on. That's your fault. <laughs> I haven't really pushed the issue. That's my fault. It's a marriage made in heaven. We need a we need a facility on Showtime for me to be on on a weekly basis. So it, it's funny you say that because uh, the amount of uh, of mail that I get after every one of your appearances is in fact staggering. Staggering. And there is you know just like demand created this fight, I think demand may create an opportunity for Craig Carton. I'll send you the treatment on it, and we'll start after Labor Day. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, we've got two pieces of business. And I, I make you one promise. The only, I'll make you one and only one pledge and promise. Okay. It'll do far better than Bill Simmons on HBO. Okay. It's a low bar, but... It's <laughs> a very low bar. Well, Stephen, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I had no idea, Craig, you was going down that Neither road. I. I am not a part of this. Of I was a part of the promotion of the fight, however. <laughs> See you in Vegas. Thanks. Right, yeah, guys. good luck and congrats. Right, and I look forward to having you uh, in the next uh, month when the yeah, guys absolutely. come to New York. Thank you. There's uh, Stephen Espinosa. All right, good. So boss. he's obviously happy, So and, and what rightfully so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.